Welcome to the Naturally Healthy Pets podcast. Let's get to it. Hello, and welcome back to our Naturally Healthy Pets podcast. Today, I'm delighted to have Steve Brown as my guest. He is one of the early founders of the raw diet industry. Most of his recent work, however, is on educating veterinarians on how to formulate balanced diets for specific life stages, which is awesome uh, because veterinarians do not learn that in vet school. Um, and lightly cooked or raw meat-based diets. He's the developer of the Animal Diet Formulator, which I use and love. It's a software program for um, learning about nutrient density and how to make diets that are balanced for different life stages. And he's the author of Unlocking the Canine Ancestral Diet. So today, what uh, we really are going to learn from Steve is what complete and balanced even means, why it matters, and why it should change throughout your pet's life. So Steve, I'm turning this over to you. Hit us with some really good information. I know it's I know it's in your head. I'm a geek. Basically, I deal with numbers and analysis. I'm not a veterinarian. I work with veterinarians to give them the best data available. I work closely with Dr. Karen Becker, Dr. Lori Koger, uh, Barb Royal, Tasha Lilly, and many others to really is to look at data, analyze the data, and determine how best we can formulate fresh meat-based diets that are balanced and super healthy. So I'm going to get into numbers. Okay, perfect. So the first thing we need to talk about is what are the terms? Because when we're talking about balance, we're dealing with milligrams of nutrient per kilogram. So I want to talk about terms a little bit. I think you can see this. This is kilograms, grams, milligrams, and micrograms. Those are what we deal with. So a kilogram, as many of you may know, is a thousand grams, about 2.2 pounds. There's 28.35 grams in an ounce, two to five grams per teaspoon of the nutrients we use, two grams of a light powder, five grams of water, and if you're measuring gold, it's gonna probably be nine grams per teaspoon. The variability of nutrients per, per teaspoon is one reason I never use teaspoons in my formulations. I use grams. When we're talking about minerals, trace minerals like zinc or copper or manganese, we're dealing with milligrams, which is one one thousandth of a gram. So for instance, we need 20 milligrams of zinc per thousand calories, which I'll mention in a minute, 20 milligrams you wouldn't even see on a teaspoon, but it's super important. So we're dealing with very tiny amounts that are measured in milligrams per kilogram or parts per million. That's zinc, copper, iron, and I'll show you a few others. When we're dealing with other nutrients such as iodine, selenium, vitamin B12, and folate, we're talking micrograms, which is one one thousandth of a milligram, which is one one thousandth of a gram. So you can, this is, we're dealing with parts per billion. So you can imagine how little iodine and selenium is essential for dogs and cats. A little is essential. 
A milligram is not. We're dealing with micrograms. So that gives you an idea of the terms we're going to use in this short session. The next thing I'm going to talk about, I measure everything per 1,000 calories. When we're talking complete and balanced, AVCO, the National Research Council, FEDEF, that's a European version of AVCO, require that fresh meat-based diets that are nutrient-dense, a lot of fat, are, are evaluated and formulated on a per thousand calories, okay. which is the way I formulate. A 33-pound dog, 15-kilogram dog, will use about a thousand calories a day if that dog is active. A working 23-pound dog would easily burn a thousand calories a day, or a couch potato, typical elderly sedentary American couch potato dog, 70-pound dog, would go through about a thousand calories a day. So when we're talking, huge difference. Excuse me. That's a huge difference. So we're using a thousand calories per day, anywhere from a twenty-three pound dog to a seventy-pound dog, based on activity level. That is a huge difference. So, Doctor Morgan, that is key to what we're talking about with exactly. The, the activity levels different, and so when we look at how Avco was formulated, it's based on one activity level. Then I'm going to even go into the math of this in a minute. So uh, <laughs> those who want a really technical talk will be able to get something. So we're dealing with a thousand calories. Uh, I like to look at what types of meat have a thousand calories. Three quarters of a pound of 73% lean beef or 1.3 pounds of 90% lean beef. So if we're using different types of beef or chicken, it's whether it's how much fat it has. Here I'm comparing 90% lean beef compared with 70% lean beef raw. I'm doing this because at my next time I'm here, I'm going to talk about feeding sedentary dogs, which need more minerals per calorie than do active dogs. So as you see, 90% lean beef has 772 calories per pound and 28.2 milligrams of zinc per thousand calories. Remember, a milligram is a thousandth of a gram. If you're using 70% lean in your recipe, you have, instead of 90%, you have twice as many calories and little more than a third the amount of zinc per thousand calories. So when we're formulating foods that require high density of nutrients per calorie, which we do when we're formulating for sedentary dogs, we use 90% lean. And Dr. Morgan, for your pup loaf, if, if somebody's making your pup loaf and they're dealing with a couch potato dog that doesn't eat a lot of calories, then I would suggest using lean beef. But if you're making your pup loaf for a dog that burns calories like crazy, 80% lean beef would be great. Good All to right. know. <laughs> that makes sense? Yep, absolutely. So now, what does complete and balanced mean? Complete and balanced means that it meets AVCO, if we're dealing with the United States, that's the U.S. regulators, nut- nutrient profiles. These nutrient profiles include minerals, vitamins, fat, and proteins. 
Note that there is no requirement for carbohydrate at all. NRC, all the science from AVCO and FEDIF come from the National Research Council of the Academies of Science, Nutrient Requirements of Dogs and Cat, year 2006, that report. So all this is based upon that report. That represents the best science we have. Now, it's been updated since 2006, and the science is not complete, and it's by no means perfect, but it's the best science we have. So I follow that science, and these nutrient profiles are based on that science. So if you follow me here, here's FEDIF, that's a European version. They have two nutrient profiles for adult dogs, less active and active. AVCO has one profile, very active. These are the equations, which we could talk about at a more advanced session, on, on how the profiles are developed. So I'm looking at Popeye, who was my favorite dog. He weighed 33 pounds or 15 kilograms. The way we look at the number of calories he needs is a activity level 95, 110, or 132 times his metabolic weight, which is, his, he weighs 15 kilograms. His metabolic weight is 15 kilograms to a three-quarter power, or 7.62. So Popeye needs, in this case, less active, 724 calories. If he's FEDIF active, 838. If he's AVCO, 1,006. Wow. Nutrient <laughs> profiles are based upon the National Research Council has numbers on, let's say for manganese, which is a trace minerals, the amount of manganese a dog needs is 0.16 milligrams times its metabolic weight, in which case Popeye 7.62, or it needs 1.2 milligrams of manganese a day. If you take this number times this number, he gets 1.2. These many calories times this standard, 1.2. For AVCO, to get to 1.2 milligrams a day, Popeye has to eat 1,006 calories. If he's eating only 838 and it's formulated to AVCO, he won't get his 1.21 milligrams of manganese a day. And so that's what we're trying to change. What we're, what we're promoting, what we're talking to FDA about is let's have a less active standard. It's more demanding, but it's going to help prevent nutrient deficiencies in very sedentary dogs. Yeah. I, this makes so much sense because we know that cruciate ligament ruptures occur more commonly with a manganese deficiency. And we've got these sedentary dogs who aren't getting enough because if we feed that many calories to them, we end up with these obese dogs and they're not getting enough. So what happens is people just put less in the bowl. They restrict the calories and then we're dropping the nutrients. Yeah. So uh, that's a great comment. That's exactly what's happening. And I'm just going to expand it here into the very inactives. These are FEDIF over here. These are 
what our group with Susan Thixon and Karen Becker and me have looked at as potential very inactive standards. So if you take the 85, which I think is American inactive, this is European inactive. American dogs are apparently less active than European dogs. So I think we should use this. So if you take 648 calories, which is what Popeye, when he was old, would probably consume, times the AVCO standard, We're going to divide that by a thousand. He gets 0.81 milligrams per day of manganese. He needs 1.2. So if you're doing it this way, you're taking the calories from the standard. Um, hold on a second. The standard times the number of calories divided by a thousand, because we're doing it per calorie, 1.21. He needs 1.2. If he's fed right, 724 calories as he gets older, he needs a standard of 1.67. If he's very active, uh, burning a thousand calories a day, he could go with a standard of 1.25. So that's really what we're proposing is that as the dogs get less active, they need more nutrients per calorie because they're consuming fewer calories. Right. So that well, makes perfect is, sense. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but it's 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 not, Dr. Morgan, it's not going to be an easy change. There's a lot of vested interest that want to keep it the way it is now. Well, sure. Anytime a company has to make a formulation change, it's going to be expensive and time consuming. And, um, you know, to have, so let's just say there's one dry kibble that is just formulated for quote, all life stages. And we're taking that kibble and trying to feed it to a very active, growing puppy who's burning up a lot of calories versus the later stage dog who is very active or has become a couch potato. I There's huge issues here. Huge issues. There's one thing that we've learned, there's no such thing as all life stage food. Except there's, there's a lot on the market. Yeah, but, the, but and I've, I've designed a lot of them. I formulated a lot of all life stage foods, but now I know better. There's, <laughs> there's a flip side of this issue, okay? Uh, I'm going to talk about excesses, not deficiencies. Okay. Okay, uh, let me unhide these. No, I don't have it here. Um, <laughs> no, this is, by the way, the formulated in both dry matter for carbohydrate-based foods are formulated in a dry matter basis, which is percentage of the minerals or milligrams per kilogram. This is for a carbohydrate-type food. This is for a fresh meat diet. The, okay. the, the, the other issue, and I, I have this on a different spreadsheet, 
is what if we have a super active dog? So rather than consuming a thousand and six calories, we have a dog that's consuming 2000 calories a day. Huh. That means, and let's look at copper, because that's one of the things that we're concerned about. So if this dog, rather than consuming 1,006 calories a day, is consuming 2,000 calories a day, he's getting 3.66 milligrams of copper a day which is starting to approach perhaps too much copper. Yeah. So we are proposing a highly active standard as well for a, a, like border collies working in the winter. Right. They're going to be burning maybe 3,000 calories a day. If they consume any of these foods at 3,000 calories a day, they will consume more copper, maybe more zinc, maybe more iodine, and certainly more selenium than, than they should. So right. we're proposing a sedentary standard, more like 95 here, the EFETF less active, 95 is my K factor, multiple right. 95 times the metabolic weight to get the calories. And we're proposing one that's about 200 so that for that working dog in the winter, they will not have excesses of some of the minerals and vitamins. Interesting. Then we have to figure out how to educate all the pet parents as to being honest about how much of a couch potato their dog is. That is crucial. That's step one. And um, at the Animal Diet Formulator, um, Dr. Susan Recker is taking care of that. Um, she's looking at the different activity levels and trying to describe them in detail. Because when we formulate, we have to have the right activity level. Most people overestimate the activity level of their dogs and underestimate how fat the dogs are. We want to right. reverse that. Yeah. I, I that that I mean that is definitely a huge issue, um, and it, I, you know it's it's interesting because people also want to be able to buy one food and feed it to every dog in the household. And if I just look at the four dogs in my household, the the activity levels are very 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 different. I have a super couch potato, I have a super active, and I've got a couple in between. So it's very difficult to say, well, this is one size fits all. Yeah, yeah, you have the, the two extremes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. We're, we're, and looking, I, and I, we're looking at solutions, temporary solutions, until the pet food companies can reformulate. It, they're easy solutions to these issues, which we, we could talk about at another time. But that's one of the things we're doing. Here at Naturally Healthy Pets, we're huge fans of Steve's Real Food. Steve's have been providing raw pet food that is convenient and affordable since 1998. We're proud to offer their freeze-dried food options for both dogs and cats. You can help your pet thrive with a well-rounded, nutritious diet using the code PODCAST06 to get 10% off any Steve's Real Food product at naturallyhealthypets.com. So, so one of the things, like if we want, if we need something to be more nutrient-dense, like to pack more calories in without 
um, having excesses like the copper and that sort of thing. Do we get away with just maybe using, like you said, a higher fat meat? Um, would would that help solve that problem using well, like the eighty percent instead of the ninety? Well, when we go from, I've designed a lot of diets um, that are at FETIF active, and we we then went to FETIF less active, and we switched from eighty five percent lean to 90% lean for the less active, and that was sufficient because the 90% lean gives us more zinc per calorie than the 85% lean. So it's counterintuitive. The, uh, it, we, when I first thought about this, I said, well, less active dogs should have more fat. No, it's the opposite because we're trying to get more nutrients per calorie. That less active right. dog, Popeye, when he was less active, still needed 1.2 milligrams of manganese per day. But right. rather than a 1,000 calories, he's now getting it in 600 calories. So we switched to a leaner meat. Right. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. Um, and I mean, that is one of the things I like about the animal diet formulator is that I can put in there, this is a growing animal. This is a senior, sedentary, active, very active, working, um, because it does come up really different. Yeah. Um, but it, it, so for the pet food companies, though, I get the problem that we've got to formulate, okay, this is your less active dogs, and this is your very active dogs. Well, poo. Yeah. I get, I get to go back to the drawing board on a couple of things. Um, I, I tend to look at dogs in America as more sedentary and less active, like being kind of on the lower end, except for people that 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 small percentage that have the working dogs or the barn hunt dogs, the agility dogs. But I don't think that's the majority of our dogs in America. No, it's not. I, I'm hearing from veterinarians, at least with cats, the, the figure I'm getting with cats, 80% are fat. Wow. And the same, wow. everything we said for dogs holds with cats, probably even yeah. more so. And with cats, the issue is if you're feeding a low cost dry food, which I would never feed to a cat, but people do. And, 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 and it's a sedentary cat. They could be protein deficient. Yeah. It's a lot worse to be protein deficient than manganese deficient, from what I understand. I'm not a vet, but that's what I understand. So yeah. the cats, if you're if you're feeding a sedentary cat and you're feeding that cat a canned food or a dry food that's generally on the low end in cost, so it'll be, it'll be lower in protein, you may have a protein issue, which is not healthy when you're trying to get the cat to lose weight. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, but there's easy solutions to that. Yeah. Feed more meat. <laughs> Stop yeah, feeding right. more arms. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cats are a, another whole topic because cats are fed so wrong. Um, I happen to have a clouder of 12 cats at the moment and they have been raw fed since day one. They're and they're outside hunting mice. We live on a big farm and uh, they're the healthiest, happiest cats in the world yeah it's just you know that's a natural cat but natural cats man they're they're happy cats and i like them that way when the um, avco profiles for cat were developed most 
which was in the 80s, most cats were outdoors. Yeah. Now those cats are indoors. It's a huge difference in energy expenditure. But the profiles have not changed. So that's another thing. I'm a dog person, okay? You can see from Mr. Pip on my lap. But uh, but we're working with trying to change the cat profiles to get a sedentary one as well. Yeah, absolutely. And we just need to start feeding our cats some more meat and a lot less starch and carbs and crap. Um, Steve, this is, this is, I'm going to have you back because we got to talk about a whole lot more stuff. And I know that, uh, there's some meetings that are going to be happening with the FDA. Um, so we will see what comes of those meetings. If there's changes that are going to be made, we know how AFCO and FDA work. It might take, well, it will take years. Um, but I think that uh, you and Susan Slickston and uh, Dr. Karen Becker, uh, the meetings that you're having with FDA are very, very critical. Um, and I hope that, I mean, you just simplified that down. So I got it. And I think that most people that are listening or watching are going to see the, the discrepancies. Um, and I would hope that FDA and AFCO would also say, oh, boy. We gotta, we gotta start making some changes because I know from being in practice, so many of the chronic problems that we've seen, uh, you know, copper, tox- to- copper toxicity is a huge issue, and it could have a lot to do with exactly what you're talking about. The cruciate ligament ruptures, like I mentioned, we know that's associated with manganese deficiency. There's also some genetics, but that's a huge issue, and so so many things that we're seeing in our pets very, very well could be because we've got these nutrient deficiencies and excesses and our cats with not enough protein and it should it it kind of snowballs. Yeah. It snowballs. Yeah. Well thank you. Thank you I'll very much. Okay. Well I'm glad that we have analysis. geeks like you who are willing to do this because I'm watching you with your spreadsheet. I don't know how to do a spreadsheet. I don't know how to do the calculations on the spreadsheet. And I'm like, well glad somebody does. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's my job. But, you know, I, awesome. I, I, I just want people at times I'm, uh, when you deal with adult dogs, if we're close to the spreadsheet, I'm happy. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much. We will definitely invite you back. Thank and you. Uh, yeah, it's it's eye opening. Yeah. Thank you. Right. Bye, little guy. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for listening to another great Naturally Healthy Pets episode. Be sure to check out the show notes for some helpful links. And if you enjoy the show, please be sure to follow and listen for free on your favorite podcast app. We value your feedback and would love to hear from you on how we're doing. Visit drjudymorgan.com for healthy product recommendations, comprehensive courses, upcoming events, and other fantastic resources. Until next time, keep giving your pet the vibrant life they deserve. The purpose of this podcast is to educate and to inform. It is no substitute for professional care by a veterinarian, licensed nutritionist, or other qualified professional. You're encouraged to do your own research and should not rely on this information as professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Dr. Judy and her guests express their own views, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Judy Morgan's Naturally Healthy Pets neither endorses or opposes any particular view discussed here.